Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus and Vesta Astrology Podcast. This episode I want to talk about the houses. Now um, you can consider this a lesson if you don't know much about the houses um, but if you do it's kind of it's quite a bit of amusement in here too because the reason I wanted to talk about the houses is that I saw this meme and it really made me laugh and it was about how each social media platform or each app in our phones or on modern phones like uber it's like a modern phenomena that we all use now um as part of the how what they represent via the houses so look the first house is instagram and the seventh house of relationship is tinder so it was a really funny meme and i thought i'd go through the houses and sort of say a little bit more about why each of them do relate to a social media platform or app that we use on a date in in the modern world I thought this meme and the houses and the social media platforms it represented was such a good explanation of how our houses operate. Um, So we know they're 1 to 12 houses and these houses are actually in an astrological context. They represent our ego. And that's why it's really important that when astrologers say, I can't look at someone's chart unless we know their birth time, because the birth time then provides the houses and it provides the ascendant, which is the first house, really. So that is why, you know, it's the ego of that person. It's the individualization of that person via the houses, because the houses are unique to that person wherever they were born. For instance, even though I was born in London, if I was born in New York or Jakarta or somewhere else, the houses would be slightly different and I wouldn't have the same house because we'd be looking, viewing our connection to the sun would be just slightly different. And also if I was, if we're born a little bit later or earlier, the houses change again. So it's very unique. And even twins, when they're born, you know, they sometimes have 10 minutes apart, five minutes apart. Sometimes it's just seconds, obviously, but sometimes there's a distance between them and it just shifts the houses down to make a really different viewing of how that soul expresses their individualization, how they expresses their ego. So If the houses are to express our ego, then the zodiac and the signs are are the physical embodiment of us because they're actually there in the sky. And then the planets are, are a sort of vibrational message to us. So they are etheric energy. So it's our etheric force that the planets provide. And then the connection between the planets, the aspects, the aspects are our astral body. So when you look at someone's chart and you see these lines connecting them all, that's actually their astral body. And that's why it's quite important, you know, to see what that represents. And when people look at charts with the bucket shape or various shapes that you can make, the kite and the triangles, they actually do mean something because that is someone's astral body right there in front of you, how it's formed and how it operates. And of course, the astral body is your feeling, your emotional, your psychic body. So it's like that um, otherworldly aspect, the sensorial aspect of yourself too. So that's how the universe kind of makes up the human body. And so we're going to talk about the houses and the ego. The houses are, you know, they start at house number one, obviously. And house number one is always on the horizon. There's a horizon, there's a line. If you look at someone's chart, there is a circle. And right through the circle is a horizontal line right through the middle. And that horizontal line on the left is the east and on the west 
is the and on the on the right is the West, even though that's that is transposed because we're looking at it looking at it rather than looking from it. So if you look at the east, the planets that are moving upwards are coming up un, from below the horizon to above the horizon because that line represents the horizon. So when you see a sign or something coming up on the on the left hand side of the chart around about nine o'clock, as if it were a clock, the, the, when it goes from half past eight to nine, that space there is um, is where the ascendant is. So anything, the sign that crosses that that point, that nine o'clock point, is the ascendant, and it is the sign that's rising in the east when you were born. So the sign rising in the east represents your ascendant, your uh, your rising sign, as they call it. So it's also the, like one of the most important aspects for you um, in your astrology makeup. Everyone knows their sun sign because it's obvious from their birth date, but the other two factors they want to consider are obviously the moon sign, which changes every two and a half days, but also the rising sign. The rising sign is really important because it's the first house and it's the sign that's rising in the east. It's almost like the sparkling thing that's coming for you as you were born. And at that point, that uh, it's like the expression of your ego begins and you are born here. And so this is your rising sign. It's so important. It's how you meet the world how you confront things and how you relate to people and how what people will see you in you at first. So they may not see that you're a Leo, as I am. <laughs> they may not see that at first. And it's not always obvious with me that I am. Uh, if I said a Virgo, people go, yeah, they can see the Virgo more predominantly because you often look like your rising sign more than you, you often do with your sun sign. And so many people say to me, Bet you can't guess what I am, and I won't say no. I can guess what your I might not be able to guess your sun sign, but I could guess your rising sign a little bit easier because it's um, that is how you express yourself in the first instance. Now, as I've mentioned, that rising sign is a, is a, is at nine o'clock, and there's a horizontal line that goes through the circle of the chart, and so the other end of that that line is at three o'clock on the right and that is your descendant and people don't really talk about what your descendant is in your chart but the, so it's your rising sign ascendant and your descendant which is the descending sign on the right and the descendant because the rising sign is everything that you expose of yourself um, the descendant is your most intimate parts and of course at that descendant it really is the start of your seventh house of relationships and of the other because the first house is, is opposite it, it's the self, and the seventh house opposite is the other. But this horizon is important because all the planets that you have below that horizon are actually below the horizon in the world when you were born. They weren't, it wasn't daylight for those, daytime rather, for those planets. And everything above that is the day, the, the world that you can see above your head when you were born. So it literally is a, an horizon that goes across here to find your rising sign. It does mean the rising sign is because it's the planet or the sign is rising at that point in the east. Now, because the world turns, the earth is turning slowly, this whole, um, the, the, all the signs are going to move round and round slowly and they move round like a clock. 
But instead of a clock going, clock goes round to 12 o'clock twice a day, it goes round in 24 hours. So the, the signs take 24 hours to go around and come back to the next day. So if I'm a Virgo rising born at eight o'clock in the morning, um, the next the next day, more or less, someone bought at eight o'clock the next day, um, will be a, a Virgo rising too. But if they're born at eight in the evening, they're going to be a Pisces rising because that's the sign opposite. So it'll have gone around halfway. So that's how that whole mechanism works. And I hope that explains it. So as the earth is turning, it's like that um, to provide us with the houses. It's that that is our connection to the earth. And that is how we're going to express ourselves on, on earth. That's our connection to our earthly body. Now, some astrologers use a whole house system, which means that the houses are evenly 30 degrees, like the signs are evenly distributed throughout. I like to use the placidus, which means there's a slight ski width element to it, that, they're, that the houses are slightly different sizes. And that's more or less because of where you are in the earth, the, you're off to the side so that the the division, the 30 degree divisions are sometimes smaller or larger and it makes for much more of an interesting reading on someone's chart. It's a little bit more sophisticated but it's um, any chart is relevant so if you want to use whole sign it's a really good way of learning them from the beginning using whole signs so that would match, the, match each sign as you go through um, and it's still relevant to the person very much so. It's relevant also because that is how astrologers do the star signs that you read in the newspaper, because they will use a whole house system, starting with whatever sun sign. So as we're talking about Leos, um, Leo would be house number one and Virgo would be house number two, Libra house number three. So it would follow, it would just bring the Leo, the, the clock face round to where Leo would be at number one. And that's why they say, hello Scorpio, hello Libra, this is going to be happening in your seventh house of relationships because they it turns around because someone's house, Leo's house of relationship is Aquarius, but um, Libra's, that would be um, another house for a Libra. And that's how they work out the star signs per sun sign and put them in the newspaper. So they use a whole house system. But when you're reading individual charts, I think it's far more um, it's more complicated, but it's more interested and it is more sophisticated. And that's where we're heading a placidus system. That's what it's called. Um, so that they're all slightly more complicated, which means sometimes you'll get a house enclosed in a sign or you'll get a, a sign, a, a house, a, sorry, or you'll get a house so big that it's got a sign within it. So this horizon then stays stays where it is but because of this little slightly movement of the earth um, or where you are on the earth so if you're in the center of the earth it would be perfect but you're at the side of this circle so that when you have the the vertical line that goes up and down to make the the MC at the top and the IC at the bottom. So at the top, we have the MC, which is where you're heading in life. The MC is your career point and it's the medium coli. And at the bottom, we have the IC, which is where your roots are and that's your um, imum coli. But we just call them the IC and the MC. And this this is not a direct at direct right angles to that horizon, it sometimes goes off to, well, always practically goes off to the side just a little bit. It's hardly ever in a perfect square. It just goes off to the side. So 
even though the horizontal stays the same, the vertical line is, is, is slightly skewed to the left or the right. And, and the MC is, is if you were thinking about this, the horizon of the straight line, the MC is the highest you can go. It's right above there, up, you know, it's, it's your goals. It's how you would express yourself in its highest form and where you're really heading in life. Um, and it kind of expresses part of your evolution here on earth, how you would see it, how you would express yourself and get to the top and get where you want to go how your ego is expressing that path forward. And the IC, on the other hand, is where you're coming from, your roots and your ancestry and your home. And it's how you're connected to your parents and very much, um, you know, the, the, those kind of roots, the earthly roots, which is a slightly different to the North Node and the South Node, because when you talk about the South Node, we're talking about which is a different thing entirely, so I won't go into it too much. But the South Node is where your uh, your lineage and your karma comes from, and your past lives come from, and um, and what you're bringing uh, karmically bringing into this world right now. That you, the stuff that you've done that you now then have to express in the North Node. So the North Node and the MC are more similar than the IC and the South Node. They're both these kind of uh, aspects that we're coming from and where we're going to, but really from where we're coming from ancestrally might be different from where we're coming from, where, what we've learned in, in lives before, for instance. And I think the difference there is quite fascinating. It can sometimes can be quite similar, but sometimes it really brings out um, a big picture of what that person has been doing in previous lives and why they are here. And I really like the way the MC is different from the North Node. The MC is your goals, it's basically how your ego expresses its way going forward and where it's going to, you know, to evolve towards. Whereas the North Node, it's almost like I always say, it's, this is your mission, should you choose to accept it? And not everyone does. Not everyone succeeds in that North Node or wants to fully express it. So um, it is slightly different from from um, the, the from the MC in that sense. It's more karmic. It's a karmic mission that you are handed and um, you might feel it's, it's an idea in your head that you can then get opportunities that enable you to express it and to fulfill that and evolve through it. So anyway, going through the houses, and, and as I said, I did this episode because I was having a little laugh to myself about this meme. And uh, the meme is about how each house is like a social media or app, social media platform. So the first house, I think I said before, is Instagram. And I thought that's so true. Instagram is where you put your best foot forward. This is Instagram is like a little window into your world. It's actually a showcase, isn't it? You know, this is my best holiday. This is the, because on Instagram, you might put three one picture of your holiday or three, but you don't put reams and reams of holiday pictures like you do elsewhere. Instagram is for you to curate and show your best and uh, relate in that way. So I think also because the first house is also the house of Aries and it's also the house of the ego, as I've explained before as well, that so Instagram is where you do express your ego a little bit. You know, you kind of make it all look good. There's nice filters and things. So I quite like the idea. And it did make me laugh that Instagram was um, the first house. 
So the second house, um, that your second house is the Taurian house and it's about what your wealth what, and your resources, what you're born with, what you have, what you've got, what metal have you got that enables you to, to get through life. And, you know, sometimes if you've got Taurus in that house, that's really good. And if you've got Taurus and Jupiter, that's even better because that's quite, that's significant for wealth. Um, so the second house on, uh, on this meme was PayPal. And I thought that was hilarious that this is the money exchange. It's where you can quickly deal with money, express it, pay it. You know, it's not it's money that you've got in your purse as well. It's not money that you you necessarily earn or um, it's not your mortgage money. It's it's cash flow, wealth, you know, buying things money, which is very Taurian. It's stuff that you've got to to express yourself with. So that's the second house. Now, the third house is the Gemini house and uh, whatever's in your house, third house is how you communicate, how you connect people. It's also your younger life where you connect with your siblings and brothers and sisters and people that you would expect to be in brother sister relationships with, even though they might not be your brothers, you know, friends, close friends, like um, people that you would call, oh, you're my sister, even though they're not sister from another mother or brother from another from mother, brother from another mother. Anyway. Gemini is also small journeys and the environment of what you're creating in your environment. But those small journeys, uh, so the social media or the app for the third house and Gemini is Uber. And I thought, yep, Uber, that just explains it. All those little journeys, all those connections, quick hopping off to get me food, hop, hopping off to go from the station to home, all those tiny little journeys are so Gemini. So I thought that was quite funny to have Uber for the third house. Now, the fourth house is the home and it's the house of cancer. And this is cancers. We will say all love photographs. That's one of the things they say about cancers. Why do they say that? It's because they're all sentimental and love to look at past memories and, and um, be quite, you know, um, keep keepsakes and, and be quite emotional about those things. But anyway, so the fourth house and cancer is Facebook. And isn't that right? This is where you put your babies up, your pictures of your mum and the holiday and all those family things that other people are going, God, and um, scrolling past. And, and, you know, not everyone, um, not only the cynics, I would say, but um, yeah, Facebook is, is your home life. This is really who I am. And it's not something you necessarily share beyond that. So I thought that was quite apt to have Facebook as the fourth house. The fifth house is the Leo house and the Leo house is obviously where you have your playtime because the fifth house and Leos are all about the heart. This is where you express your your most loving self. You have your fun. This is where you have your things that you like to do. And this is where this is me. This is who I like to be. And um, this is where you might have love affairs as well. But it's also it's it's fun. And it's enjoyment and it's and it's friendship as well. And, su and all your sunshine, all your sunshine gifts are there. So the social media uh, app or platform for the fifth house and Leo is TikTok. And I thought that was quite funny to have TikTok there. Um, I did think maybe it would be Tinder because that's also where you'd have like a little love affair there. But TikTok is is, you know, mostly for enjoyment and just having fun even though they've commercialized it now as like they've commercialized everything. But yes, TikTok and Leo having fun showing off, I guess. 
So then the sixth house, the sixth house is the house of Virgo and it's to do with your health, but it's also where you are in service and what you do on a day-to-day -day level. And I always see it like the sixth house is what you do on a day-to-day -day level. And if you don't do it, get, if you don't get it right, you end up being ill or you needing to look after your health. So it's very Virgoan in that sense. So the the social media platform for uh, the sixth house and Virgo is WebMD, you know, where you go to look at what the hell is wrong with me or look up some sort of medical affliction that um, you've just heard about. So I thought that was quite funny as well. I hope I'm not the only person laughing at all these little um, connections, but it, and hopefully this is of interest if, if you're not really astrologically minded and wanted to know about the 12 houses. So anyway, as I've mentioned before, so the, those are the houses all below the horizon and we get over the horizon into the seventh house and the seventh house, remember, is opposite the first house. So the first house is the self, the seventh house is the other. This is your relationship house. This is your significant relationship house and it's the house of Libra and in here we had we this is the tinder i mean i think that's quite funny this is where you would find someone romantically to romantically connect with so tinder gets number seven and libra so we move on to the eighth house and the eighth house is opposite the second house the second house of your resources your wealth uh what you have already and but the eighth house is actually what you earn money that you earn in this lifetime money that you inherit mortgages that you pay or savings it's not money in your purse it's money that's in the bank or gets shifted around in ices and um inheritance and things like that so it's big money really and conceptual also this house is also about it's really the, the really big concerns of money sex and death um and how are you going to get there how are you going to get through life so the the app or platform that's for the eighth house and Scorpio is the Robin Hood app or Robin Hood platform which is really like for angel investors and for um, people you know who who are you know have got great ideas and want someone to invest in their idea or anything and the money then shifts around so I think that Robin Hood idea is fantastic for Scorpio who you know it's like giving giving from the rich give it to the poor but you know for just causes and for good uh, activities so it is an earned concept but it's also um it's also how people like may make a real living you know this is um is this going to be a success so it's kind of quite intense uh whether you succeed on this platform or not which is very much scorpionic the ninth house is um about learning how you go out into this world and gain wisdom. So the, it's opposite the third house. And the third house is more about, you know, it's at Gemini and it's information that you learn and you get and you, you know, you can learn things by rote or you get to understand things by making little connections between things. Whereas the ninth house is this more bigger ideas and wisdom, how you grow up and how you become a, a experienced and and full of the wisdom it's not the it's not necessarily intelligence it's wisdom which you don't necessarily learn you experience and grow and evolve to to have um and it's also in this ninth house it's sagittarius so it's where you go out into the world and and you know go go beyond yourself and go abroad so opposite the third house where it's little journeys this is big journeys to go 
um, to different countries and go on Camp America and and adventures up the up to um, Mount Everest and things. And so for Sagittarius Nike House, the social media platform for that is Wikipedia with all the information, the encyclopedia with all the information in the world um, at your hand or just at the touch of your fingertips. So ninth house, Wikipedia. The tenth house, crossing over now from the MC, from the edge of the ninth house to the tenth house, which is where the MC sits, the career point. Of course, then we have ninth house, which is Capricorn. And it's about our career and our goals, where we're heading in life, achievements. When things are happening there, you know, shifts in the career, um, promotions, uh, salary increases, uh, awards, those kind of things happen. And so uh, what other platform? But LinkedIn is the house. LinkedIn is the the platform for the 10th house. And I think that was quite that very apt, actually. This is where you show off your your um, your resume to the world. Um, then we come to the 11th house. Now, the 11th house is an Aquarian house. So sometimes a bit complicated. You know, is it my social? But I thought social was somewhere else. You know, it's my social scene. I think it's more your tribe scene, the people you connect with. This is where you are, um, ex- you know, really go beyond yourself and connect with with your circle and create, a, a you know, and you go and have little projects with people and go on. And like where some people would have... Um, get a group together, like, you know, let's all go and listen to a podcast or learn about astrology or or have um, an outing to a, a place together. It's that, that um, slightly offbeat, but where you have your friends and um, your tribe. So the 11th house here is, uh, and where you would choose your tribe, the people you choose to be with more than the people you are actually born with I would say so the people um this is an Aquarian house so it's also about connections and and finding information and having really good discussions actually and so the house here is for the social media platform is Twitter for the 11th house and I thought that was quite good because Twitter is you know a thousand things it's a crazy world there and you know, sometimes you can find out better information than you would from the obvious places. And that's very Aquarian. Um, and it obviously it's driven by social, it's driven by people and what they want to say and what quirkiness that they want to express. So that's very Aquarian and that's the 11th house. So um, coming lastly to the 12th house. Uh, the 12th house is the hidden house of the hidden and it's Pisces. It's also, when it says hidden, it's often the unexpressed house. So planets in here have a difficult time being expressed. They are sometimes not expressed or they're outsourced to someone else. Someone else grabs the energy of that house and then reflects it back to the native, the person. So the 12th house here is also of the subconscious and, um, you know, what's going on underneath really. Um... And also when we think about the subconscious as running the show, that our subconscious runs our life, we think we do, but it's our subconscious. And so it's stuff we don't really, we're not aware of day to day. And guess what we're not aware of? And also it's Pisces as well. So slightly lost there, slightly in the dark. Um, So 4chan is the platform for 
the 12th house and Pisces. I think it's hilarious. 4chan, if you don't know, is where all the QAnons or the QAnon drops happen. It's, uh, I think it's on the dark web, but it's basically, you, you have to have tech kit to get onto 4chan and be able to use it. And um, it's sort of like a Twitter for a real um, um, people that can understand and, and geeks and um 4chan is um is not for your mainstream <clears throat> 4chan is really for um for, for people who really gone advanced and know their stuff can operate on the dark web and can understand cues drops etc so so this is something that's it's the hidden world from us and really potentially that's what's going on really all the time and making other things happen so um yeah, the 12th house is um, where those hidden things are. So 4chan, definitely the dark web. So all these um, apps really did make me laugh. And I thought I would share them with you. So I'm just going to run through them again. So, so just in case you were thinking that they were funny as well. Hopefully I can put a picture up as well. So you can see the picture of these, um, which makes it more obvious. So the first house was Instagram, the ego, and the first house is Aries. The second house was Taurus, and that is PayPal, the money thing. Um, and third house is Gemini, how you make your connections, little journeys, and that's Uber. The fourth house is uh, the, can the house of the home and cancer, and that's Facebook for sure. Uh, the fifth house is the Leo house and where you're going to have loads of fun and that's TikTok. The sixth house is your health and where you're in service and that's WebMD, the medical website. The seventh house is the house of relationships and Libra and that's Tinder. The eighth house is about earned income, inheritance and money that gets shifted around and that's the Robin Hood website or, or app. The ninth house, also the eighth house is Scorpio. Uh, the ninth house is Sagittarius and about the higher learning and that's Wikipedia. The 10th house is your careers and goals and that's LinkedIn. 11th house is social projects and it's Aquarius. I'm sorry, 10th house, I didn't say the 10th house is a Capricorn. Of course it's Capricorn, climbing that mountain. The 11th house is all your social and your projects, your people, your tribe and um, that's that's Aquarius and it's Twitter and the 12th house is the house of the subconscious and the hidden also the house of the undoing let's let's just put that out there the house of the undoing and it's 4chan which is uh you know not many people can get to it unless you know you've got the right kit and you know how to do it so those are the websites um and apps that connect with really aptly and really help un you understand what are the 12 houses and what part of your life do they express? And uh, they've amused me greatly and I hope you find that relevant too. And coming back to this idea that the line through the circle in the chart, the horizontal line where we have the horizon on the east, all the houses that are below that line are much more personal and inward and your basis, your, your real where you, um, the more dealing with inward process and the personal processes and the ones above are more about your blossoming and where you go out into the world and they're more interaction with what's going on in day-to-day -day life.
I like to see that as the blossoming, the blossoming that goes out into the world and underneath it's the it's the uh, the roots that that you are or, the, or your platform that you can launch yourself from. So it really comes to the idea that as above, so below and as within, so without and as the universe, so the soul. Because we are all one and, uh, you know, this idea of the, this is part of the, the houses are part of the ego and how we express ourselves and how that, if we're made of stardust, this is how the stardust expresses ourselves, And we're just here to shine at that. And these houses are to help us. Um, and it is really important right now that one of the important things is to hold our shine, hold our vibe, keep our vibe high. Don't give in to the fear. Don't give in to the darkness and the um, um, the lower vibe of vibration of things. We've got to raise it the whole time. So I just leave you with that thought and please um, hope you found that fun and interesting. And I see you at the next episode. <laughs>